It's a good show. Hey, this is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. I said good day, Sheriff. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here. With the help of our friend Synchronicity, and now it's time for Radio Ball. Give us a shake. It's a Radio Ball show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Blue Light Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, on April 28th, 2018, with our musical guest, Sarah Wheeler. Hello, thank you for having me. And Sarah is providing the oracle fodder. For our musical divinations, and if the last song is any indication, we are in for a treat. Oh my God! This is why I love having artists on the show who I don't know, because I get to have that first flush of holy shit. <laughs> and Sarah has invited some really cool people to come in and ask questions, and the first of them is our friend, our new friend, Dennis Mills. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Dennis. Thank you. Hi. Wow, you have a really powerful voice. He does. Woo! <laughs> don't, do, don't do that. And you are, you're a music, you're a van, one of a Vancouver musician. For many years now. And yeah. if you, yeah. Have you played with Sarah? Uh, yes, many times. Yeah? Is that how you met? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, I was looking for somebody to open up for... Uh, my band, the Jasmanian Devils, and uh, you know how sometimes you get into a rabbit hole on Facebook and one thing leads to another, which leads to another, and a link led to Sarah Wheeler playing some show in Gastown, and I, I listened to the song that she had, which was... Uh, uh, oh, now my brain goes where... Uh, it's best not to know. Yes. yes, the one the one that probably the wheel will, will pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess, mm. and um, and it spoke to me, and I said I gotta I gotta have this woman on our show, and uh, and we did, and we kind of fell in love in a certain way. I have to say. Yeah, he says that <laughs> facetiously, but it's the truth for my part. Well, 40 years ago, I found my soulmate, and then the question for me was, now what? Dennis and I, uh, he, Dennis is, Dennis is, Dennis is cracking some jokes here, but Dennis is very close to my heart. He, uh, he's a very, very good friend and he is, he has really helped me in my life. You wear my heart on your sleeve. Yeah. Yes. Dennis, the first, one of the things that I remember, well, I was playing with a guitar player who will join us later in this series and the first, Robin Hunter. Robin Hunter. And the first time Robin met Dennis, we we were I was like, oh, Robin, we can come down and play this show with me, and it's with my friend Dennis Mills. And we walked into the uh, the chapel. Yeah, the chapel, Chapel Arts in Vancouver. <laughs> and uh, in the lobby, there was a 15-foot paper mache dick and balls. 
And that's how it began. It was, and ma it was massive. It was gigantic. <laughs> I don't know whether it was Dennis's or not. No, but no, definitely not. I was like, Robin was like, what is going on? <laughs> and it just went from there. Dennis is a very big personality, and you always know when you when you collaborate with him, something fantastic will happen. And what is your uh, what is your uh, medium of fantastic making? Well, I, I I'm singer songwriter. Uh, um, I have a band called the Judies. Now we we put our first record out uh, last year, the very best of the Judies, and we follow that up with a little uh, short EP this year called the very rest of the Judies. Um, next year we're thinking it's, it should be the very next of the Judies. Or rinse, lather, repeat. I'm, I'm not really sure. How how long do you think you can tease that out? You, you could get. The, well, the... yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> a long a long time. Hopefully, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Now I rem I don't know if I ever played with. I used to play in Vancouver a lot, but I remember the name Jasmanian Devils. You've yes. been around for a long. You've been, been around, around since 1983. You're an institution. Yeah, I'm institutionalized actually. <laughs> well, no, I actually I'm out on a day pass, so. It's true. He is an institution. He, he, Dennis is... Dennis opened for Captain Beefheart. And Ornette Coleman. Too. And Ornette Coleman. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. pretty... Pretty impressive. He's I'd got say. a storied punk rock background. Yes. That wow. was my band, AKA, mm -hmm. way back. And, uh, yeah, so I've had a few bands along the way. Rhythm Mission and AKA, Jasmanian Devils, and now the Judies. So uh, I just turned 60, so for me, you know, to sort of have this new stage is exciting beyond belief and to be creative again because um, you never know when you're creative when it's going to end yeah yeah you, you never know and uh, it sounds like you're in a bit of a rebirth situation Andres yeah yeah, yeah. I tried to I tried to snuff it out and I succeeded for a little while but then slowly I've been just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I, I'm going to try to avoid going full-blown performer, I think. Just like You never know. It's a, I know. You know, once, you, once you've been on the yeah. stage, it's a drug. And you, know, you, you can't, yeah. you know. You know what? It's just me. There's a part of me. It's not me just being coy, but it's more like I never, I got to this point where I was like, I never want to do it again unless it's really desired. Like I'm just, I'm done trying to convince people to pay attention. Like, I, again, like I'd rather just play to the ghosts than try and convince someone who I'm not even sure if I care if they come to my show to come to my show, just well, because I have to, to get another show. Ugh, my first, sorry. My first drummer once said, if you want to make a lot of money, go into real estate. Yeah. If you want exposure, you know, get naked out in the cold. But, uh, you know, uh, too old for that. Well, everyone's expression is different too. It's not the same. Uh, like your artistic expression exists on a continuum, and just because you're not playing music per se, it doesn't mean that you're not artistically expressing yourself. You're oh. doing it now. Oh no! I mean, that's so, a, I never stopped being. I, yeah. I shifted to 
the art of to creating a new art form, mm -hmm. which is this musical divination format. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that I've, I mean, people have done divination before. But I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with anyone ever doing it with songwriters. It's, it's, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, and it comes from my father. So it's, I mean, it's, he was a dream psychologist, and this is some, in many ways, based upon his dream seminars. So that's another reason it feels really rich to me. It's mm -hmm. grounded in something that feels really like, oh, yeah, this is my purpose, of course. And I only found out that like 10 years into creating it because one of his students called into the show and was like, this is a lot like this thing that we mm. used to do at Evergreen. And I'm like, that was my father. Cool. Uh, I am your father, Andras. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, no, the, the creativity never stops. Mm. Um, it really was just, you know, also I live in Olympia, Washington. What? Yeah, that's where I live. And you say... <laughs> Yeah, I live in Olympia, Washington. That's just so strange because my parents lived there. Oh, really? And my dad died there, and uh, my mother was diagnosed with dementia. Which my—that's my father had. So, some, wow, yeah. Weird. Weird and synchronistic. <laughs> you know what? Another guest who's been on the show a lot is the comedian Andy Dick. And one of the, oh, and yeah. He's someone I've known for a long time, but one of the weird synchronicities that we share is that his mom died in Olympia. Hmm. She moved there like af long after he'd moved out, and it's just one of these weird things that he'll scream at me sometimes when he's drunk. And uh, maybe <laughs> later in the night you can do the same thing. <laughs> or now. <laughs> but I was going to say that living in Olympia as a white guy playing music, you have a lot of people who are there who are reminding you, hey, you know what? We've heard your voice step back like three million miles. And I have to, and even though I like the sound of my voice and I feel inspired to create, I also kind of agree with them. Like the last thing the world needs is another song from another guy who looks like me. Even though I still think my stuff's great, but if I were nominating someone to be the next person to get on stage, I would probably say, oh, Andras, you've had, you keep doing your Radio 8 Paul thing and let someone like Sarah Wheeler take the generational wheel and spin it because there's a point of view that we, may, we might not have heard. And I actually, I 100% agree with that as much as it used to frustrate me a lot when I was younger and more ambitious. Hmm. Um, but now I get to have both. I get to be a creative person for me and my ghosts, and I get to hang out with the best young, new, and old. Like we've had, we also have, get to have a lot of elders on the show mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and celebrate them. And I get to do a lot of celebrating uh, artists, which is so much more fun than trying to compete with my fellow artists for the spot on stage. But this isn't about me. God damn it, Dennis. What's your... <laughs> Yeah. Did you start out as an actor, Andres? Uh, I, I have been an actor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I start. I don't know what I started. I started out as a as a fetus. Well, Dennis, we, we, all, we all start that way. No, I was Dennis started his artistic um, expressional as an actor journey as an actor. I really? did, I did, and and then I as well. I I, I quit. Uh, my, I had his moment where I I had to quit. Um, because I just felt like it was stupid trying to play other people without having the experience myself. And um, Patti Smith had come to the Commodore, and I wanted to see her so desperately. And I had to spend that night sitting in the uh, control room for a technical rehearsal 
in the lighting booth doing nothing. Well, an actor friend of mine got to go see Patti Smith in 1978, and I was pissed. <laughs> and I, I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to get my own band so I can write my own songs and write my own words and direct myself. And yep, that's, that's what I did. That's the and because being in a rock band is the purest form of act. Being the lead singer in a rock band is, I think, the purest form of acting because you have to create a role that you also write for and you have to actually do something more than just well the inspiration yeah. for me there was richard hell who yeah. uh, had the record blank generation and and he said blank generation meaning fill in the blanks you can fill in the blanks and it, it, you've got a whole canvas there hmm. and that that to me was inspirational and so i never bought into that sort of punk thing of people trying to you know, playing like the Ramones or like the Sex yeah. Pistols. To me, I just never got into that kind of music. It was always weirder. Yeah. Well, because you're Vancouver, and Vancouver makes some of the best weird music on the planet, <laughs> I think. Kind of like, uh, well, I lived in Portland for a while, too. So, you know, I mean, that's... That's another good weird city. Another weird city. Coast. Yeah. We... Cascadia. So you... you and and you spent... Aberdeen, Washington, the, the home of uh, Kurt Cobain, so... The Wishkar River. Yeah, but Aberdeen's the city that he, the, the it's town. A, it's a town that everybody would like to have forgot. It's the town that he left to come to play shows in Olympia. Oh, Olympia was, was the cultural mecca that he, that yeah, he went Aberdeen to. Yeah, Aberdeen was a real shithole. But it was my shithole for a while. Oh, yeah? So you, you were an Aberdeenian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting mugged there as, when I was a young boy. Dennis moved around when he was younger. He's got some stories to tell. Yeah, we moved. I like moved like I don't know, fifteen times before I graduated from high school. So it's. Uh, and when you I say th I think that, my dad was on the run or something. When you, know? you say you started as an actor, did you were you did like was there one thing that you felt like was your acting high point? You felt like. Oh, I got to play uh, the role of Charlie in uh, Flowers for Algernon. Where you know he he's uh, mentally challenged and and uh, he takes this drug and he gets really super super smart and then by the end of it he loses it again and uh, it's a very very sad. Um, Cliff Robertson played show. the role in, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. yeah. Mm. So and and amazingly, I mean, like now, who am I? You know, forget songs I wrote myself. <laughs> You know, to think that I was able to memorize all of that was, uh, it was another time, that's for sure. Well, do you have a question for us for the Pop I Oracle? I do come to this question kind of interestingly enough, because I had a major, you know, health event in my life too. I had a heart attack in 19, or sorry, not 19, 2007. And, uh, so that's 11 years ago. And, um... And one of the things I remember talking with this nurse afterwards, and she said, you know, you, you started to see these angels everywhere and, and you know, these after, these near-death experiences. And, and she just kind of, she's there and she's shaving my chest and she's like, you know, you're too young to be here. Um, you you, uh, um, you got to let go. You're holding too much inside. So my question for the Oracle here is, what do I need to let go of 
to get to where I need to be? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. Song number eight, Wake Up. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, everybody, get down with me. Yeah. 
wake up. <laughs> the answer to Dennis's question. I love how she's so reserved. Yeah, yeah. What do you need to let go of? So that was it in order to get to your... To get where I need to be. To get where you need to be. Okay. Well, uh, Sarah, <clears throat> now that you are back to being just a human being and not just a force, not a force of nature blowing our minds, uh, what is... Uh, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well... Um, it's just, it's just about, uh, wanting to do something, uh, I don't know, I, I grew up on the coast. Right. And, uh, and I just, I have this, like, I have this, like, experiential love for the coast. And, uh, I think that that... Um, comes from like spending time in the outdoors and stuff when you're young and having uh, like an actual like a love based on memories over many many years and uh, it's just about uh, wanting to do I think a lot of people are feeling the same way wanting to do something in this time period that's positive and good to help preserve that mm-hmm um, but it's also about, so Wake Up is the title of the song, but it's actually not any, in any of the lyrics of the song. And it, it's, it was, originally I was going to like put some backups in there that were like, wake up, whatever, but it was just too cheese baggy. And I just, <laughs> but it's, it's the underlying um, feeling of the song, like that we need to, you know, come together and. Um, you know, like a kind of like a like a spiritual awakening. I think this time period. I, I've felt over a long period of time that that this time period that we're living that we're living through right now is. I've I, I don't know. It sounds kind of corny and weird, but I, I've felt it coming for so long. Like, yeah. I just I, I and I think a lot of people are feeling like that, and I think a lot of shit is coming to a head right now, and a lot of. There's a lot of good people out there that want to do something good to help what's going on. Got it. And Dennis, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Um, you got to kick it into high gear. <laughs> no, I, you saw that smile on my face. I mean, there's nobody that's more positive and full of love than Sarah Wheeler, especially when she's singing. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and truly, like you say, a force of nature. I mean, I, I've said that many, many times. But, the, I mean, the thing that we have to let go of is the darkness. that We're wallowing in this darkness that's around us. It, we're, we're soaking in it, Madge. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, uh, mm -hmm. Actually, actually... Uh, yeah, so, it's funny you should say that because Dennis was like in an instrumental person for me in my life in doing just that. I like I um, really, I mean, I didn't really know Dennis personally that well when I was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, he, like, I mean, we knew each other from shows and stuff like that, but. You know, we, we really didn't know each other that well. And he he just 
pulled out all the stops for me. He 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 put he organized this huge um, fundraiser for me and my partner, and I will be eternally grateful to him. And I just I just we we have this um, kind of connection that we both went through crazy health things when mm-hmm. we were like super young, and um, that's the kind of connection that like is a, it's a special connection and he just he just freaking he 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 really pulled out all the stops for me i mean john mann play sang a song from spirit of the west sang a song at that that fundraiser and that was just, amazing it was incredible and I, afterwards dennis was like do you want to meet him and i was like i was like yes so oh, jesus christ and uh yeah and he was just so lovely and i remember him saying to me like don't worry, like, because he's he'd been through can he'd been through cancer and dementia mm-hmm. and, and so many different things, and he's like, you good things will come from this. You won't, you know, it's it feels like a shit sandwich, but good things will come from this. And I, I it like went right to my heart, and yeah, I just all Dennis is really one of my you know key friends, and uh, yeah, that's why he's here today. So we have a musical connection, but we... But it's more of a love thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I can't help All right, it. get a review, too. No, no. no. <laughs> Intimacy is, is our business on Radio 8 Ball, so... Nice. That's, that's totally... It's all good. I found this answer to have some great synchronicities going back to my question, which is very... It's sort of... In, it's easy for me to... Uh, tack my question onto yours. What, what do I have to let go of to get to the place where I want to be? How dead is he? You're all about this thing of like attach, like what, how much, yeah, how much to let go and how much to draw from. And I don't really fear death. Oh, I'm not, I know. I know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm much, I fear your death far more than I fear mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like anyone who I like, like I, I fear missing another person far more than being the one who is missed. I, I that was, seems like a, actually, I have spent a lot of time envying the, not, not, I do feel like in some alternate universe, everyone of, uh, everyone who died, who I am, who I'm missing in another universe, I'm the one who's gone and they're the one missing me. And they're the one asking these questions and going through all of this. And so anyway, yes. I, I always say, you know, when somebody dies, you know, it's not like they're gone. It's just, it's more of a one-sided conversation now. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of know what they would be saying anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what they, you know, like, but, uh, you know, and, and, and as you know, when, with your father, like with my mother, um, when you have dementia, you start to lose people at a certain point and they're there, they're not dead, but yeah. they're, they're still there. And, but that them is inside crying to get out, but you can't get out. And it, it does break your heart, but you, you got to move on, right? And you got to realize that, you know, from these things come new things. And 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 then I met Sarah Wheeler, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's much more to come. So mm-hmm. yeah, exciting. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that. Like, nice to meet I, you too. Oh, thank you. There was a line in there. Well, this land is your land. This land is I, I just had hmm. mentioned Woody Guthrie yes. and my com- talking about that. And the other thing that was in my mom's email about being giving that first kick on mm-hmm. the day that Martin Luther King was 
uh, was assassinated was that the day that I took my first steps was on the day that the of the moon landing. So it's like what? the story of my family of like I was like there it was this thing that happened in our family that that was I lined up for the right age wow. and something about wake up speaks to that like there's I almost feel like we're doing a, la- a little bit of a Lazarus trip here of like well, how dead is he let's see like I want to get Alan Nall to come in here <laughs> live damn it live <laughs> beating on my own chest Somewhere it's like somewhere between Matthew McConaughey and the Wolf of Wall Street and Alan Alda and Mash. I don't know. I'm putting those two together, uh, but uh, probably I was, I was thinking of uh, you know the the big long needle in uh, Pulp Fiction. You know that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. wake up! <laughs> and also, and I couldn't help but think of of uh, Jim Morrison. Are you a? You know, he starts off. That's one of the that he does that wake up scream at the beginning of is it the like the. Celebration of the lizard. Mm. Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wake up! <laughs> Except he sounds less like Screech. <laughs> anyway, that's what I got out of that. Oh. There's, a, there's a lot there. Well, Dennis, you and your Judies, your Jasmanian devils and your Pretty brown, brown flask. <laughs> My words brought to you today by Monkey Shoulder. Oh, Monkey Shoulder is a good, uh, good scotch. It's a very nice blend. Mm. I used to serve it back in my bartending days. It was always that was always a nice little upsell. I just like the name. It just yeah, Monkey they, Shoulder. They got gotcha. you. Anything with monkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you have the hundredth Monkey Shoulder, it changes the whole world. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>